0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW.
1: Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. If you're hanging over with me from the first hour, thank you so much. The second hour promises to be more exciting, <laughs> a little bit more risque, and giving out prizes. I have a womanizer to give out. The womanizer, when I tried out the womanizer, my response was, <laughs> Good night. I love you. And I went to bed quite early the next night and the night after that. Anyway, <laughs> best sex toy ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I ha- didn't even want to try it. I hated the name. I just thought, Oh, typical. The guys have, you know, they have uh, capitalized on a word that causes pain for us. Typically, a womanizer is painful, but this womanizer is pleasurable. So give me a call at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, but this is the deal. You have to tell me why you deserve the womanizer, like why you think. Don't you think, Matt? Like, No, totally agree. Yeah. We need a good story. Absolutely, yeah. We need definitely need a good story, like um, mine, which was like... <laughs> Six seconds, the moon and back. Good night, I love you from somewhere deep within. I've never accessed that before. But uh, so, and we'll we'll have to decide on it as well. I was going to say, what if nobody calls? (laughs) But but then the phone, (laughs) the phone has started ringing. But you know what? That is like a needless worry. And my answer would have been, nobody calls? Oh, well, they're lost. No biggie. But you know, you've got to be super confident. It's like, what if nobody comes to my party? You know, so I was, uh, um, are are my uh, hey, Matt, oh, okay, they got to talk to me, but anyway, he doesn't realize that. Are they going to talk to me, Matt? Yeah, all right. Anyway, so uh, we had a few calls for there, but nonetheless, that's sort of needless worry, and so you might be a needless worrier, and there was a time in my life when I was a needless worrier, and it was nearly the death of me, And uh, and so I come from a long line of warriors were genetic warriors, and then it's also contagious so when I was home this time my father asked me what time my flight was and uh, I said it was at six o'clock in the morning and he said oh my goodness you're gonna have to get up at three you're gonna have to leave here at three o'clock you're gonna have to go to bed in your clothes like and I said listen you know I don't worry anymore I went to therapy for that and my sister who was worrying about her new car and whether she was going to get into an accident with it or not I said this is ridiculous I said I don't worry anymore and you shouldn't worry about my flight I am just going to go to bed in pajamas and I'm gonna get go at a normal time Um, and so my father said well that's a really uh, peaceful way to live you know that you're not worrying I said you know it's ridiculous if I miss my flight I'll get another ticket and I'll learn and I won't do it the next time or I won't book such. But it wasn't going to happen and it didn't happen. So, all these things about worrying. And so, again, the worry when I said, I was going to say to you, what if nobody calls? And then the phone started ringing.
0: Yeah, they exploded, actually.
1: Did they explode? Okay. And uh, so, is this the only caller we have, though, online that no, we wants had to hear a share couple, his story? But I like this guy, so let's hear his story. All right. Hey, Tom. Hello, Tom.
0: Hey, Maureen. Um, yeah, I listen to your show occasionally on Sundays, but
1: only I, occasionally you lose
0: oh <laughs> well, no no one of the reasons i did. i was in a car accident about eight weeks ago oh I, I was on my motorcycle i got hit by a car i got Ugh. currently i have eight broken ribs i had a collapsed lung i got a buggered up knee i got a nasty neck and a concussion and my poor healthy wife is sitting here with me and i figured you know this is a pretty good case to time to plead my case I'm
1: not, very, I'm not very good at uh, being physical at the moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> Does she uh, want to get physical? Well, Let's get busy.
0: physical. Um touch me, though, because I got, these, I got flail chest. I got broken ribs. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty beat up. Pain so.
1: all over. Yeah. Are you getting rid of your motorcycle?
0: Uh, it got destroyed.
1: It got destroyed. Are you going to get another one? <laughs>
0: uh, negative.
1: Negative. Good. I work with a lot of people not... A lot of people who have sustained a spinal cord injury through motorcycle riding. I right. met one person who had he had actually had a spinal cord injury oh he had a severe sorry, he had a severe injury and didn't have a spinal cord injury the first time and then but severe multiple injuries and then the second time he gets back on the motorcycle The second time he has it gets sustains a spinal cord injury. Uh-oh. Well, Tom, I, I certainly hope you're feeling better. So we're going to put uh, Tom's story into the pot and then we'll um yeah, we'll let you know how that that is. But I, I certainly hope you feel better and thanks for now that you're uh, incapacitated, you'll um Perhaps listen to the show a little bit more. Actually, I do listen pretty often. It's
2: Sunday evening.
0: I do watch. I listen to you guys. Actually,
1: Uh, thank you so much. All right, you take care of yourself, Tom. All right. So we were talking about my little worry story, um, where I did worry before because I was raised to worry, and I thought it was productive and effective. And then I did have a reason to worry. Well, it, it happened, and it was it was a. Tragedy that happened, but I, a very good friend of mine, one of my closest friends of my life, you know, she and I would travel together. We'd sk- go skiing in Vale or Chamonix, and I remember we would go to the airport, and she would go up to the counter, and she would say she would inquire as to what kind of plane we're going to travel on, and I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Like, and she'd say, "The plane's not big enough," and she would get them to switch our flights, and I would be like, "Well, what if this one crashes? How do we know? Who knows?" But anyway, she was so afraid of flying, yet she loved to travel, but unfortunately she was killed in a car accident about five years later and uh, she she had no fear of driving and it showed me but at at that time I was like I couldn't fly and I couldn't drive and that went on for a long time but you have to fly and you have to drive and but it practically killed me every time I did it I said Hail Marys when I got on a plane from the second I got on the plane until the pilot said you we've reached a cruising altitude of 22,000 feet then I didn't have to say the Hail Marys anymore, and and then the driving. I was really scared to death of eighteen wheelers, and I would go to see my parents in Florida at their house in Florida, and sometimes I would have to drive from their house in Punta Gorda to the Fort Myers airport, and it was just it was torture for me. And my mother would just say, "Just just pull off the road if a, an eighteen wheeler pulls over." It was like a forty five minute drive, and I was it took me three hours, and so this was actually depleting me and really impacting m- my quality of life, and it. It kind of culminated when I was skiing one afternoon at Cyprus and I thought I'm skiing and I'm not enjoying this at all this is a, a an activity that I love to do it was a gorgeous sunny day and I, I loved doing it and I couldn't do it and and so that was then that I realized the impact that this worry and this anxiety was having on my life and so that is how you reach your rock bottom I guess and then you uh, get whatever help you need. Therapy is a gift you give to yourself and uh then you you know, nobody lives a hundred percent worry free, but you know, not bad at all. Uh, so that's my little worry story. Did we have another call there?
3: No, I was oh. just gonna say encourage people to call again because okay. I wasn't able to answer all of them. Oh, so we've got you one weren't. person in the draws. We have
1: one call person in, person in the, the draw, but you can call again six oh four two eight oh nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. Matt is on the bat phone, <laughs> and he'll pick it up. And if you've got a story to tell, have I got a womanizer for you. We got them? Oh, I think he screens the calls. <laughs> just put them over. We'll see. I'll hang up on them if they're inappropriate. Um, anyway, just waiting for this little womanizer. Okay, we got someone on the line there? I like Tom because Tom was giving it to somebody. Hello, whoever you are on the line there.
0: Hi, I'm Jeff.
1: Jeff, uh, how are you?
0: Not bad. You?
1: Fine, thank you.
0: I Actually, was listening. I quite enjoyed what you were saying about the driving part, and <laughs> the anxiety and stuff. No, I've dealt with some of that stuff myself, so that's great to hear.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I was the only one. One time I was driving with a very good friend of mine, and I literally pulled off the road. She started screaming at me in a South African accent. What are you doing? I was just like, and I nearly got us killed, you know. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Right. You know what? I used to, I had a bad anxiety attack going over a bridge.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I know what all that stuff feels like. And you were talking about flying. I used to be definitely afraid to fly, but I like to travel. Going to Calgary from Abbotsford to Calgary. And I said to the lady, holy crap, I'm not a good (laughs) flyer. You know, are you able to give me a beer? She did. (laughs) And then, but get this though. As soon as we were flying, just about to fly into Calgary, she walked over to me and said, just so you know, it's bumpy going into Calgary. I was oh. like, okay. We did it, and ever since then...
1: You've been yes. fine?
0: I've been fine. Good, it's
1: yeah. You yeah, know, you lived I through just, it. 22,000 takeoffs and landings a day worldwide. That's probably old data, but um, yeah. So it's... I know,
0: but don't you think, though, and, 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 and sorry about your girlfriend there and stuff, but I would rather drive sometimes because I'm in control,
1: but... I have a giant car. <laughs> I surround yeah. myself. The bigger, the better. No, my, it's not actually that big. That it's one. not that okay. big anymore, but I always had to have massive cars. But, um, yeah, so your little story is, why do you deserve the womanizer?
0: Um, no. You know why the womanizer, you talk about it? I went out with a gal for um, seven years. She's Filipino. Um... And she had never, lack of a better word, pleasured herself.
1: Mm -hmm. And I've
0: always wanted to encourage that because I'm going to be honest: I love myself sometimes (laughs) a lot.
1: You all do. (laughs) That's awesome. All of you guys do.
0: (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to get my name in this, not for me, but for her.
1: Do are you still going out with her?
0: No, we're great friends. Oh, so okay. I'm actually sold my house, so I'm staying with her now until I.
1: Oh, nice. Like well, that's a nice story. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm actually friends with my ex wife, too, eh? That's Funny right. how that works.
1: <laughs> well, For you sure. sound like a nice guy. <laughs> nice guys sure. finish last, though.
0: <laughs> okay, so quick question, though. Yes. um Just. So I'm getting an the erection and all of that, and it's not like I'm not turned on, but just don't orgasm me. Like, like, is there a medical
1: reason for that? You know, there like, could mental? be. You, you absolutely should have a sexual health assessment, see your doctor, ask that question. There could be uh, a medical reason for that. It could be stress, anxiety, side effect of a drug. There's an, a multiple uh, okay, reasons so for that. I don't know what your age up, is or what your lifestyle maybe. is.
0: I'm 51, mm-hmm. but I have zero problem doing it on my own, right? Now, yeah, I'm not chronic or anything. Yeah, but, so I'm thinking, well, it's happening.
1: Yeah,
0: what's the deal? Is that psychosomatic? It could
1: be more, it sounds a little, I don't like to diagnose over the microphone, but it could be a little bit more um, of maybe. Psychological in nature, emotional yeah, in nature. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, all porn. Right. Yeah, I don't know how much thought. part, uh, part well, porn is a part of your life. You know that can have an impact as well.
0: Yeah, lots of really. reasons. Like sort of here and there, but nothing. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put you in the draw for the womanizer for your girlfriend. Right. I think we have to go to break before we. But hang on the line, Thank my you friend. For
0: Thank you
1: for the chat. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for listening. Okay, we'll just go to break quickly, shall we? Or shall I take another call? Okay, I hope you guys hang on the line there because everybody has a chance to win the womanizer tonight. <laughs> uh, so we'll go to break now? Okay, all right. And when I come back, we'll take these two calls and read some more emails. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I have a womanizer to give out. It's a clitoral suckling device, best uh, sex toy on the market, I think. And you should use it with Gynatroph, which is not only just a personal moisturizer, but it's a great lubricant. It's the only personal moisturizer lubricant that is approved by Health Canada. It actually has a plunger that can be inserted into your vagina, so it helps with vaginal dryness. Also approved for vaginal atrophy. So Gynatroph, get it at London Drugs. Don't forget, Mike is on the line. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Are you there?
2: I'm here. How are you?
1: Fine, thank you. How are you?
2: I'm not doing too bad. Good. Well, um, I think my wife deserves one of those um, little toys you have. Okay. Uh, I I met her on Facebook in 2013, and she's from California, actually. Oh, And
1: a yeah. fellow American.
2: Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and through... Um, well, I brought her up here basically and we have her permanent residence now and everything we got married in 2014 and then um. uh, Yeah, and then we ha- now we have an 18-month-old baby as well.
1: Oh daughter.
2: Yes, um, and then they go. Well, yeah, it's, it's good, but um, Sorry,
1: that's okay days ago they they diagnosed with kidney cancer oh three days
2: ago yeah oh no so um so the the prognosis looks pretty good but yeah.
1: it's still scary so, absolutely and yeah treatment can be difficult and you have a baby and lots to think about and um yeah. absolutely kidney can kidney cancer is one of the cancers that has uh one of the better outcomes
2: yeah well it's actually it's it's the, even the doctor said it's, it's like somebody's looking out after her, which is highly yeah. possible because her yeah. dad was like that. Um, it, 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 she, she, I'd taken her in several times because her stomach was always bothering her. Right? Oh. And they put her on the medications, and the doctor said, mm, I don't know, let's send you in for an ultrasound. So she went in for an ultrasound, and stomach turned out totally fine, but the technician, thank God they were on their toes, went uh yeah nothing wrong with the stomach but there's definitely something going on in the kidney Oh, and so they sent her for a cat scan and yeah they came back and said yeah we're 98 sure that's kidney cancer um it, it looks pretty defined so it looks like it's still in place and yep. not moving around yet so right Prasen- so it's
1: encapsulated yes yes that's that's so, a good sign as well
2: yes the doctor's Hope that they can just literally pluck it out with arthroscopic surgery, and
1: right, and, they'll and, take and the on. kidney out.
2: No, they'll oh. probably
1: leave the kidney. Oh, actually. okay, just take the tumor out. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, nice, so, nice.
2: Hopefully, that's where it is right now. And even if it is one kidney down, it's it's totally okay with me. So,
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Fortunately, people can live quite well with just one kidney.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah they can actually be quite well with even part of a kidney. A quarter of a kidney is. is is it's fine to get by with the dialysis
1: exactly so. well you sound like a lovely guy she's great she's very fortunate to have you in her life uh to help her through that because you know and it's not easy uh the caregiver you know uh oh, on the caregiver either here, so. what's what's
2: but, that she's got a lot of backing here so
1: that's great yeah. Well, that's so good all right well, you're definitely going in the um well, uh if you can just stay on the line so we can just get well, your information so you're definitely going into the draw my friend okay Thank you. You're very welcome. Take care, and I wish her all the best. You too. And Antonio is on the line. Antonio? Yeah, hi there. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Fine, thanks.
3: you. Yeah. I like your topic tonight. It was a, a, kind of uh, hits home for me. My family is very very worrying family so it was hard to <laughs> There's hard a growing up in a, a family of such worriers and and to learn try to learn not to be a worrier like
1: exactly them. you have to recognize that hey wait a minute the rest of the world isn't worrying here like every time you arrived in a place you know you'd have to call home and I, say I still,
3: I still i'm 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 40 i'm almost for my birthday in like a, just over a week and i i still when i go camping with my family i have to Call when I get there. My parents are worrying. I have to. It's, it's crazy, right? You know.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then just realizing, just having that insight and going, "Hey, hang on. You don't have to live this way. This isn't actually. And your your worrying doesn't control the outcome. That that was the point that I was trying to make to my father and to my sister. You know. And and the worry is just unbelievable. But it's nicer not to be worrying. Are you are you uh, recovered?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I try not to worry anymore. It's unfortunately, it's the family's hard to. That, you know i i'm i'm okay with it yeah yeah is the rest of the family i mean i see it though with my son now he's 4 i understand the worry that they they have a bit right and right and stuff like that with and you have kids you realize kind of why they worried so much
1: absolutely so. but it doesn't change anything that's the thing it's it's no, pointless it just, it's it's useless no. it's like guilt guilt is a wasted emotion as well
3: yeah exactly so it's uh, good i mean and you know have there's such such a heartwarming story it's hard my story is not really As heartwarming as the rest of them, I just, I I wanted to get one of these womanizers. Oh,
1: well, just tell your story. We love stories. No,
3: well, I just, I, between, I'm just not home a lot between, my wife works a lot of afternoon shifts and I work graveyard shifts, so there's not a lot of time we have together, especially with the four-year-old and stuff like that, so I'm taking care of my, taking care of my parents a lot. They're dealing with some health stuff, so I'm over there as a caretaker a lot, so I just thought something like this would be good for her to to try out, to to see when I'm, you know, for the many nights that I'm not home oh, stuff like that.
1: So. That's so nice. And, you know, it's so I love how thoughtful these partners are in their relationship. It's interesting that we've had all men call in tonight for their, the lover, their wife, the woman in their life. Although lives. I have
3: heard some of the wives in the background saying,
1: make sure you get the, our number right, our email <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know my wife's not even home. She's at work and I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> up the bathrooms and stuff for my son's (laughs) asleep.
1: Husband of the year. (laughs) Really? All right. Well, thanks so much, Antonio. Definitely leave your information with Matt. Okay. And thanks so much for the call. And don't worry about anything. (laughs) No. All right. (laughs) right, You take care now, my friend. All right. So, yeah, it's so much fun when you call in and uh, share your stories. I've been sharing my stories with you. Well, some of them, not all of them. Uh, I just wanted to quickly review for you before we go to break what a charlatan is and you know not too many of these around but when you when you come across one you're re- it really strikes you it really hits at you especially a person like me who is pretty transparent pretty upfront pretty honest pretty fair and in fact uh, if you do a deal with me you probably are always going to get the better end of the deal uh, and I'm I take extra precaution to make sure that it's fair. And so when you come across a charlatan, also called a swindler or a mount bank, these are people who practice quackery or some other confidence trick in order to obtain money or fame or some other advantage um, in life. And they're generally practicing some form of deception. But it's the confidence trick that is of interest to me because... I am so bad at at, uh, figuring out that people are actually pulling these confidence tricks on me. So we'll get into a little bit more about that after the break and also talk about narcissistic personality disorder. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW.
4: Global News at 9.30. I'm Michelle Morton. Morgan Oj has been named the BC NDP candidate for Vancouver Falls Creek and has made history by doing so. The mother of two is the first transgender woman to run for a party with seats in the BC legislature. Oj will run against former Vancouver mayor and incumbent liberal MLA Sam Sullivan in the Vancouver Falls Creek riding. Oj says she will make affordable housing and funding for public schools her priority. She recently took a leave of absence from her role as chair on the Vancouver District Parent Advisory Council in Edmonton, a 13-year-old girl is dead after she was struck by a bus that was making a turn at a crosswalk. Police say they don't think the driver was aware someone had been hit because the bus kept going, dragging the girl a short distance. Last month, a union representing bus drivers said the death of an Edmonton senior may have been due to a blind spot in the vehicle. The Augmented Transit Union International said drivers sometimes can't see pedestrians in their mirrors and side windows as the bus is turning. Donald Trump is appearing to be of two minds concerning the Wisconsin recount debate. In a collection of tweets, the president-elect suggested he would have won the popular vote in the election were not for millions of illegal ballots. At the same time, he is offering sharp words to his Democratic rival for jumping on the recount bandwagon. CBS News correspondent Wendy Gillette says his former campaign manager Kellyanne Conway hit the Sunday talk shows. The idea that we are going to drag this out now, where uh, the president-elect has been incredibly magnanimous to the Clintons and to the Obamas, is pretty incredible.
1: Former Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders defended the recount effort underway in Wisconsin.
3: Probably almost every election there's a recount. Uh, No one expects there to be profound change, but there's nothing wrong with going through the process.
4: CKNW News Time, 931. Now, the latest AM 730 traffic on CKNW. Here's Kaitlin Osansky.
1: Good evening. Currently, stall and accident free along the major routes around Metro Vancouver, but due to heavy rainfall around the lower mainland and Metro Vancouver, please watch out for pooling water and flooding along the major routes. Watch your speed and always use caution. There are a few spots of flooding this evening in Richmond, Highway 91 eastbound, right at the Westminster Highway exit, and also in Vancouver along Southwest Marine Drive between Main and the Arthur Lang Bridge. For the most up-to-date traffic information, you can tune into AM 730. All traffic, all the time. I'm Caitlin Osansky.
4: Now the latest global sky tracker weather on CKNW. Periods of rain tonight, mainly cloudy and windy. Temperatures steady near 6 degrees and tomorrow cloud cover with a chance of showers in the morning. In Port Moody, it's 4 degrees and cloudy. Outside CKNW Pacific Center, is 5 degrees. I'm Michelle Morton.
1: Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Stay with me. I'm, I'm still up. I got up at 1 o'clock in the morning Pacific Standard Time, I think it was. I have no idea. I think it was 4 Eastern Standard Time. The flight was at 7.15 after all that worry. It wasn't even 6 o'clock in the morning. That's how little I worry about things now. I'm like, I don't know exactly my flight time before I would have known exactly and had it all planned out. But nonetheless, worry does nothing. It doesn't control the outcome. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about charlatans because I've run into one, but the word charlatan comes from the French word charlatan, which is a seller of medicines who might advertise his or her presence with music and an outdoor stage show. Uh, was a well-known charlatan in Paris, uh, and set up a stage in, uh, Place Dauphin, Dauphin, uh in the 1600s and he had these comedic skills and he was able to trick people basically and so they have this ability to uh they're generally talkative people and I know that I'm a talkative person you're probably thinking you're a charlatan but I'm not uh so they're generally uh talkative or chatterboxes but uh, but what they really do is they lure people in effectively and they, they gain your confidence and they say, we're going to be working together and this is a project for you and me and you give me all the information and then you do and then they just steal it all. Uh, that's just one example. But, um, you know, this also reminds me of a narcissistic personality disorder because the one classic thing about narcissistic personality disorder, which is a mental disorder, uh, where people have an inflated sense of their own importance, but they are they're empty on the inside and so they lack empathy. And that's the thing. If you're married to a, a narcissist, oh, it, it must be brutal because they have no uh care, no compassion, no empathy for somebody else. All the guys that called in tonight about for the womanizer, and you can still call in too, either if you want to win it, six oh four two eight oh nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell or tell you know, weigh in on who should win it. Um, all those guys had empathy, wouldn't you say? All those guys, really nice guys. Yeah, they were amazing people. Yeah, yeah, really caring. And, uh, you know, so this is what you want to live with and you want to be married to. Not somebody who doesn't care about anybody else. But this mask of ultra-confidence that we see in, in narcissistic personality disorder is actually uh, signifies uh, fragile self-esteem. And it's also incredibly vulnerable to the slightest criticism. And if you, you know, actually call narcissists on this, uh, you'll see they'll back down fairly quickly. But people who have narcissistic personality disorder have problems in every domain of their life. They have relationship issues. They have work issues. They have financial issues. They have health issues often. They often have addiction. They are, I, I worked for a narcissist and he was a Coke addict. He was an alcoholic um, and you know he was he was actually gay he was in the closet and he uh, would not come out of the closet because his family was so um, you know they would have been so ashamed uh, by the fact that he was attracted to men and that he um, wanted you know he had um, male lovers and but he couldn't tell his family this and um, he you know, so this also, I think, I don't know, but I think it led to some anger and anger is also a big issue as well, uh, for people with narcissistic personality disorder, control and anger, uh, because they feel out of control. They don't feel real. And so they want to pick on or they want to pick fights with other people because that actually confirms that they are alive. Uh, it's a personality disorder. Uh, they they behave in really socially distressing ways, and so they can't actually function. They may not have finished university. Uh, they may not finish things that they have started. They come across as pretentious. They are boastful. Uh, they monopolize conversations. I know you're thinking that she monopolizes conversations, but I'm the only one here behind the microphone. <laughs> and you know the thing is, uh, Megan Kelly said in her book, when you're when you're on TV broadcasting the news. You are, you know, it takes a while to get used to. Nobody is, you know, you're really not talking to anybody that you can physically see, and, and the same thing for radio. So if I make a joke and nobody laughs, like it's okay because I didn't know if anyone was there or not anyway. So, um, but let's get back to narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, they do definitely monopolize conversations. They they belittle people. They berate people. They look down on others. They are condescending. They have a sense of entitlement um they they cannot be criticized they're incredibly sensitive, they feel like they are really they have high self importance they expect to be recognized as superior, they exaggerate their achievements and talents, and they often don't have them. they lie about them, so they're charlatan like in that way
3: This sounds like a certain president elect
1: yeah, think. <laughs> He loves his hair. Um, Yeah, well, a lot of people have said that, actually. You know, and and the thing about, what's interesting is the thing about narcissists is they surround themselves with wingmen. Does that not sound like a certain president-elect? And so the wingmen, they think, oh my gosh, he's so amazing, he's wealthy, he's, um, you know, successful, I'm going to be like him but he doesn't give a rats you know what about anybody else he doesn't care about anybody but himself so that's all false and then eventually they find out what that narcissist is all about and that's the worst thing you can ever do to a narcissist is find out the truth about them and they absolutely cannot stand that there are some there is some treatment talk therapy mainly um, so is is one of the only ways uh, to deal with it but a very difficult Uh, personality disorder to deal with because people lack insight or they have an altered sense of perception. So that's that narcissistic personality disorder. When I come back, this is definitely somebody you don't want to marry, but I'm going to review not only what to do if you find a breast lump, but some of the reasons why you should not walk down that aisle with someone. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980, CKNW. Morgan McGrath here. Thanks for staying with me. Uh, If you want to weigh in on who should win, if you heard the stories on who should win the vibrator. It's not a vibrator. It's a clitoral suckling device. See, the jet lag is hitting me again. It's definitely not a vibrator. Um, This is a clitoral suckling device. (laughs) And uh, it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Uh, Nothing like it little afternoon delight, ladies. Um, anyway, you can email us, talk at cknw.com or 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Give us a call. Matt is more than happy to take your call and your vote. Remember, it's important to vote. That was not easy to get the vote. Now we're going to be talking about definitely don't marry a narcissist or a an adult child of an alcoholic. Pretty much by the end of the night, I'll have everybody ruled out, but um, <laughs> there are a number of little hints, uh, and people don't want to see those hints. They want to be in denial and think, no, I'll change her or him. It'll all be fantastic, but the divorce statistics are staggering. 30% of women, according to the Huffington Post, marry the wrong guy, because many women idealize the wedding day the you know the day that focuses on the fabulous dress and and uh the day that focuses on being a princess and uh being romanticized and so it's not something that you want to take lightly and a lot of women know before they walk down the aisle that they are making a terrible mistake and you don't want to be one of those women. But women continue to make plans and get married for a number of reasons, none of which are healthy. They feel that marriage will magically fix any problem they have in life. Not a good reason. Uh, Also, they feel that their biological clock is ticking. Many women focus on their careers now in their 20s and 30s and then wait till 37, 38, 39, 40 to have a baby. And so they feel their biological clock is ticking, so they settle. I, I had a patient recently who married an alcoholic. She knew he was an alcoholic, but she wanted babies. Uh, I had another patient. Um, she knew he had cheated on his first wife, and now he's cheating on her, and she's got two babies. Uh, and, so, and she knew that. And so and I often think, like, women who marry a guy as a result of an affair, so they were the extramarital affair— And then they're stunned when he cheats on them with somebody else. I just don't get that. (laughs) Anyway, give your heads a shake, lady. Who would say that? Dr. Phil McGraw. Um, So, and often people will say, well, you know, nobody else is going to come along. I might as well settle for less. Settle for more. Wait. It'll be worth it. They also... Because they view divorce as so easy, they think they can just get divorced. And a lot of people don't even wait the 18 months for the hormone in the brain to decrease so that sexual desire decreases, and they want the divorce. So uh, these are no reason to marry anybody, but uh, these are also some reasons that you should not. So if you've caught somebody in lies repeatedly, it's not someone to do business with, as I've learned, and it's not somebody to marry. Uh, so somebody who lies habitually will continue to lie in their marriage. And that's that extramarital affair thing. That's that cheating thing. Like this particular woman found her husband sexting with somebody, um, on his phone. So, and you know, of course he lied about it <laughs> and she believed him anyway. Um, so, you know, lying can be addictive and something that can become a compulsion. So you have to be very careful about that. Trust is the cornerstone of any relationship. Uh, also you don't want to marry somebody's potential. Marrying a guy's potential is a mistake. So we hope that he'll reach the potential once he gets off the couch. Um, But this is uh, really problematic because our personality is formed in stone. Really not going to change anybody. And by 30, the predominant part of your personality is developed. So, you know, They haven't changed by then. They're not going to change. And also thinking that a guy will be different after the marriage is delusional or that a woman will be different after the marriage is delusional. So you can't do that. Or, you know, um, sexual compatibility, really important. We don't talk about it. So you marry somebody that is okay enough. I think I posted something on LinkedIn. I did post something on LinkedIn. And it's like, so you thought you're going to have fantastic, reliable continuous sex after the marriage and it didn't happen. <laughs> uh so and a lot of people think that they just think you know this guarantees me sex for the rest of my life and if the sex was good at the beginning then you expect it to continue that way but often that doesn't happen. So if somebody's terrible in bed like being selfish Uh, that's not a that is a red flag that's not a good sign so somebody who's not generous in bed and only interested in themselves is definitely somebody to stay away from get a womanizer instead Um, the guy who isn't selfless in bed will continue to be so after you marry him so a guy who isn't interested in pleasuring you until you experience orgasm before marriage is unlikely to change that after you walk down the aisle so Um, Also, if you have ideas or you want to explore certain things in bed and he's not open to that, that's not going to change either. Uh, In spite of what a lot of men think, women are not just guys with vaginas, okay? Uh, A woman's sexual desires and needs and fantasies are very different from a guy's. so it often takes some women as much as 20 to 30 to 40 minutes to experience orgasm or to warm up to be able to experience that orgasm so it depends on uh her upbringing her education her vulnerability uh, her openness her um, sense of exploration um no sense of humor forget it ditch them right away (laughs) uh when a guy only makes sex about himself forget it if he has a sketchy past forget it it's out he's been in jail before he'll be in jail again believe me he's cheated before he'll cheat again you had an affair with him when he was married previously as i said an ill-begotten relationship will end the way it began with him cheating on you with another woman don't be surprised don't think i'm better than the previous wife you're not you're probably just the same and you two would be good friends i often say that the uh two, the wives and the new wives would be much better friends than the the husbands and and wives. The job is a big, um, is is huge, and you want to really marry somebody who has a great work ethic. Uh, If you find that a guy has anger issues or emotion regulation issues, forget it. Don't marry him either. (laughs) anger before the marriage will be present after the marriage believe you me it is not a good thing and especially somebody who doesn't have any insight and isn't willing to change and forget it if they're not willing to change before they walk down the aisle forget that if you're in therapy before you get married that's a red flag that's a bad sign if he's a whiner forget it it's a sign of a a, uh, someone who you know whining and complaining Uh, can be a sign of a closet homosexual or somebody hiding their homosexuality so they're just you know you want to marry someone you want to ensure don't be in this denial phase you want to be ensure that that person is attracted to you an optimistic person is always a great person to marry because if somebody who is unhappy with life your life is going to be miserable so you also want to make sure your core values are aligned uh, and also, this is something else that's really big. You know, you, I you heard. Um, oh, I was was thinking of it when the fellow called earlier, and he was had the fear of flying, and he and you know somebody offered him a drink, and a lot of people solve their problems through drinking. Um, but if somebody has an addiction, addictions are serious business, and so they're not going to suddenly cure their addiction after they get married. So an addiction is serious business. You want to. Uh, have a lifetime with somebody who actually does not have an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction um, because that is absolutely no way to deal with issues. Addictions are dark with a deep seated self hatred that can be uh, time limited. So once people have insight and realize, work through their issues, they can resolve. But you don't want to think, oh, if we get married, um, then I won't be addicted to this anymore. He won't be addicted to this anymore. Lots of fighting before the marriage means lots of fighting after the marriage uh so the marriage doesn't mean the work is over uh and but you know it does take some work at it and some honesty and some openness and you know you can get through if there's been an affair if there's been some cheating uh you can get through that it's often looking at yourself and seeing what the problems are that you have in the marriage that you can deal with and get over that affair. I am Maureen McGrath. We're going to come back and talk about hypnosis to increase your sexual pleasure. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show. News Talk 980 CKNW. Want to talk about finding a lump in your breast? It can cause a lot of anxiety. Speaking of anxiety, but most breast lumps, particularly in younger women, are the result of a cyst, or they're benign, or they may be an infection. But if you do find a breast lump, well, first, first of all, I want to say that know thyself in every way. Uh, know what your breasts feel like. Know what's normal. So if you do. Uh, find a lump in your breast it's not a cause for panic necessarily most lumps are not breast cancer uh, but something generally less serious a lot of women have lumpy breasts Uh, some of the lumps will go away on on their own but if you do find a lump it's a good idea to get to a breast specialist Um, some people have pain or some people have a dimple in their um, breast and so that can uh, there can be a lump uh, under that, so if you notice anything like that as well, um, so lumpiness is not something to um, that is cause for concern, um, but you definitely should have it checked. There may be a reason to have a uh, a Biopsy a needle biopsy, and there 's only one type if there is a type of cancer in there that would spread that that the biopsy would spread it 's a colloid cancer, so you don 't necessarily have to worry about that, but definitely see your doctor and um, and have your doctor examine. You may need an ultrasound mammograms are not that effective in women under the age of thirty five so that may not be beneficial, but an ultrasound and or a needle biopsy. Uh, may occur nipple discharge is another um, cause for concern it can be troubling but it's rarely a sign of breast cancer and that occurs without squeezing the nipple it occurs in only one breast or it's bloody or clear then you may you will definitely want to go and see your doctor as well because it can be an infection or another condition I may have to get to the hypnosis um, but hypnosis is some is one option that may actually help uh, people to overcome some of their negative beliefs and performance anxiety, which can be the root um, of sexual dysfunction or sexual problems. And sexual hypnosis can address this and also help to resolve it. So with hypnosis, sex can be rediscovered or um, the pleasure can be increased and in fulfillment. You get more fulfillment out of it. And and really sexual hypnosis is primarily about dealing positively with sexual problems, which, which hinder your ability uh, to experience full erotic pleasure and mutual satisfaction. So it's not really concerned about hypnotic seduction or hypnotizing someone into gratifying desires. It's more uh, just about sexual enhancement. And it's really about the mind because unless you have a physical reason for sexual dysfunction, you're generally, it's the mind and the brain that is the, um, is the largest sex organ and the subconscious, whether you're male or female, um, you know, is, uh, needs to be tapped into to overcome some of the effects of psychological difficulties somebody may have. And that often equates to, um, Uh, sexual problems. And so I think I'll have to go over this a little bit more next week. I will uh, talk as well next week about orgasm versus ejaculation. One happens without the other. When one happens without the other. Sexual performance, anxiety, and the hypnosis. And now it's time to award our womanizer, uh, Matt. And we decided to go with...
3: I think it goes to Mike.
1: I think it goes to Mike as well, absolutely. Fellow American and, uh, you know, has child and his wife is... uh, sick and on the road to recovery with her kidney cancer, uh, we hope. So we hope this will help a little bit. It will certainly help with sleep, um, sexual pleasure, and or experiencing orgasm helps with sleep and mood and stress, managing stress and improves color. Mi- sex makes people look, on average, seven years younger. And um, so, you know, it's a good thing to have and a good thing to do. So that's a wrap, baby. The show is over. Until next week, (laughs) Uh, when we when we're going to be talking about a variety of other. Uh, sex subjects. There's never a shortage of it. But loved all your calls tonight. Love the engagement. Love uh, that you call in and share your stories. Really appreciate that. You can email me sex talk at cknw. dot com. Head on over to my TEDx talk on YouTube. Google Maureen McGrath. Go to my website back to the bedroom. dot Remember, if you have vaginal pain, vaginal dryness, Gynatroph is the only Health Canada approved personal moisturizer and lubricant for you. You can use it with your womanizer. Until next week, when you stumble. On this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. And remember, everybody, settle for more. I'm Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here with Matt Hyland and I. Thanks so much, Matt, for a great job as usual. Until next week.
0: Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980. CKNW.